It's the Ref Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Brought to you by Home Creations. Building quality, safe, energy-efficient homes for over 40 years. Breaking down today's game. Here are your hosts, Travis Davidson and Tyler McComas. A statement was made today in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I got a feeling the entire country watched Oklahoma play four quarters of dominant complimentary football. OU rolls today over the Nebraska Cornhuskers inside Memorial Stadium. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson with you for the next two hours. Your phone calls are welcome, 405-329-9000. Travis, let's just start here, man. I'm convinced that today was the realization that it's a little bit different around Norman, Oklahoma now. Um, OU, we haven't seen them win a football game like that in a long time on the road. Hostile environment, a desperate football team. OU imposed their will early and often. That was as impressed uh, by an OU football team as I've seen in a while. Yeah, and you said it, hostile environment. Man, it was uh, it was great. It was loud. I was uh, down on the field whenever that first third down came up. Yeah. And goodness gracious, they brought it. Gavin Sawchuk actually looked next to him and got – one of the biggest grins I've ever seen, and his eyes got real wide like, oh, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what We've been waiting to shut down a crowd like this. And, I mean, Nebraska fans, they, they stuck through it. They stuck late. It didn't awesome. matter how, how much they were down by. But they certainly got a little bit quieter as the day went on. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they scored that first touchdown, and it got really loud in there, and you start kind of wondering to yourself, like, dang, is this another week where the offense is going to sputter around in the – beginning stages of the game, but once Dylan Gabriel had that long touchdown run, which was super impressive, it was all she wrote after that. OU grabbed the momentum, and they never gave it back, and there's just so many positives to hit on today's game. The wide receivers had by far and away their best game as a collective group that we've seen in a while, but let's just start where I think the real story is today. I still think that's a pretty good Nebraska offense. Of course it is. I don't think it's the best offense that you're going to face this year, but I think that that's a capable offense. And defensively in nine months' time, it is obvious. This defense, it ain't even close, dude, from where it was last season. They tackle better. Um, They they don't let any free runners behind. Like Nebraska had to earn everything that they got today. This defense is just significantly better. There's no other way to say it. And they have depth, man. Just the speed and the power. I'm just so impressed in how they're able to get into the backfield. You saw it multiple times where they jump plays. I mean, could have had a pick six. You know, Ethan Downs almost takes a handoff away in the backfield. I mean, just stuff where you're like, I mean, they they know what's coming. That's preparation more than anything. They know what's coming, so they're in the backfield first. And I, I couldn't be happier. I'm I'm wondering, is a missed field goal really our biggest yes. or only complaint yes. today? The running yeah. game looked great. The defense looked great against the run. I think Gabriel, he, he missed on some throws today. He missed today, on some throws for but sure. But, there, I mean, there were a lot of good things to take but away three from But three touchdowns, 250, yeah. 270, you know, whatever he ended up with. Like, and, again, with him, it's about control. And I thought it was huge for the leader of your team to take a tough run, 61-yard run, through multiple defenders, making guys miss, breaking tackles. That's the thing. You see your leader go out and do that, then you're like, all right, let, let's get calmed down a little bit and let's pick up the slack. You know, there, there's just so much to be excited about now about this team. Hey, it's not perfect. No. I, we, we cannot think that this team all of a sudden is the best team in the country. I, I think that they're better than last year. I, I, I do. Now, I know that we're not saying a whole lot there, but defensively they're miles better than what they were a year ago, and I think offensively that can definitely end up being true as well. But what really caught my eye today is you've got Deshaun White, who has played a rel- he played a good football game up to the point. Then he gets a targeting penalty. He gets kicked out of the game. Okay, can this swing momentum right. basket, back in Nebraska's favor? Can their offense get something going? They throw Jaron Canick out there, a true freshman that we're all excited about. And, like, from the first snap, I think he was in there, he gets a hit on Casey Thompson and ends up being a sack. Canick was a bright spot, and you didn't necessarily think he was going to have to play big snaps today. So just the overall depth defensively was very eye-opening. Oh, of course. And we talked about it yesterday. If you come out and pour you know, a cold bucket of water on uh, Nebraska, you might take that momentum away and take the crowd out of it a bit. We certainly did. Big plays, touchdowns, 
there, there's not a situation where I mean Joel Klatt was like, you know, in before this game. Well, you know, Oklahoma fans are just gonna have to get used to starting slow. This is how it's gonna be. That's with wrong. This. Like what? That's wrong. I, I, Why I, do they have to get used to starting slow? Like what about the offense? Who knows? Because That's because we. We couldn't run the ball in the first half against Kent State because we were calling the same two run plays over and over. That's why. Um, but I am very excited because, to Teddy's point and to our point yesterday, this was a showcase. The whole country's watching. The there's no other games in the 11 a.m. slot that are worth you know watching. You know this is the one where people say, oh, you know Oklahoma, you know they got that new coach and. And Nebraska, man, they've had, they've had some tight games. They've lost the, maybe some some they shouldn't, and they flip on the game and they see that from Oklahoma. Yeah. Nationally, you got you got guys all over Twitter going, "Okay, I was wrong." Oh, Stewie Mandel, did you see his tweet? No, I couldn't get any reception whatsoever inside the stadium. Dude. So I'm I'm glad that you were able to. Dude, old Stewie Mandel um, put out a he said no interviews, please. Put out a statement and said. Uh, Stuart Mandel on Oklahoma, and the quote was just, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he, he was really wrong. Now, that, that, that's interesting that he said that. He didn't even have OU in his top 25 coming into the year. Now, and, and I know that some of the narrative is going to be, well, okay, you you destroyed a team that was 3-9 and nine last year, and they're 1-3 and three on the season. And that's fine. Yeah, Nebraska's not some great football team. But if you really paid attention today, if you really paid attention to what this team looked like on both sides, if you're smart enough to see what good tackling is, if you're smart enough to see what a good pass rush looks like from this defensive line, if you're smart enough to see some things offensively, like that was still a really impressive performance by OU. Like, I'm not walking away thinking that they're the best team in the country today, but am I more optimistic after what I saw from this team? Yeah, I am. They went to a hostile environment against a desperate team and put it on them, man. There yeah. was nothing fluky about it. They did it with great defenses, which set the tone today. So I know that will be thrown back in my face how, how bad Nebraska is. I don't care. I think I know what I watched today. That's a good football team that uh, I just it's watched a good, today. How about this? It's a good offense. It's a good offense. It may not be a good football team, uh, Nebraska was, but it's a really good offense. They're coming in, you know, 450 yeah. a game. We hold them. I mean, they had – double-digit rushing yards until late in the game. Uh, they finally got up just above 100. So uh, the thing is, we, you have the run threat coming in. We shut that down. You know, Casey Thompson, we hit him and hit him and hit him over and over. I was I was going to be shocked if they left him in much longer because he might get hurt. Uh, but, yeah, you can watch a game and say, okay, there was one team that thoroughly dominated, and Nebraska was winning or losing – close games what 13 in a row yeah one score well this one buddy this wasn't one score this no one I, season's worth of i scores. think i i think i saw a stat that their 13 combined losses weren't as bad as this loss that they took today so yes nebraska's lost a lot of games but at least they've lost close games this was the first game in a while where they were completely outmatched and look the final score was a blowout OU could have scored 70 points today if they wanted oh, to, w- without a doubt. I mean, Dylan Gabriel got pulled midway through the third quarter today, and, you know, o- OU really took its foot off the gas there. Like, OU could have scored. It was a name-your-score type of day for OU if they wanted it to be like that. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm interested to hear from the callers, 405-329-9000. I'm impressed. Let's see if everyone else is as equally impressed as I am. Again, 405-329-9000. We'll get to some of your calls coming up next. It is the Home Creations. It was the popular song choice today inside Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. Heard this tune quite a bit today as the OU offense just seemingly, man, from what, the middle end of the first quarter all the way to halftime and halfway through the third quarter? It felt like they never punted, man. Just uh, every time, just up-tempo, going and scoring points. OU wins today 49-14 over the Huskers. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. OU has 580 total yards today, 312 rushing yards. Now, granted, they ran the ball 54 times but had a 5.8 yards per carry. You've been waiting on the running game. Well, there it is today, over 300 yards. I'll uh, I'll take that, even against a defense that's really struggled. All right, again, 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, the Home Creations 
Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Let's go to the phone line. Shrey, uh, am I saying that right? You're on the post-game show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, you know, today, you know, I think something that I think we should also bring up is, you know, just the difference in strength and conditioning because, you know, we've gotten so much better yeah. in this category in, like, you know, less than, you know, less than a year just because, like, I'm, like, actually seeing so much more physicality and we're not seeing all of this soft culture from, like, the Benny Wiley regime. Yeah, no, hey, I love the first play of the third quarter where they give up, like, a 17-yard play and you're seeing this defense, and you can only do this if you're rallying, right? You can't do it in one-on-one situations like we've seen in the past. You can only strip the ball out like they did in the third quarter if you got two or three guys around the football. And we saw it last week against Kent State. Billy Bowman popped that ball out, and you saw it again today. And I, I totally agree, man. They look like the more they look like the more physical team today. They didn't last year against Nebraska. Yeah. Today they did. Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, which is a good one, um, it, it's showing that the freshman depth is so much better off. So usually what you have to do when a freshman comes in, you have to wait them for them to mature, and then you got to wait for their, them to mature physically, yeah. right? You have to wait for them to get big and strong and try and retain all that speed and athleticism, but you need to wait for them to mature. These guys, they've got the physical part down. This freshman class looks different than any freshman class I remember, and now it's just the maturity side. But they're guys you can throw in. In, in kind of like like we saw Jaron today, you can throw in when he's around a bunch of upperclassmen, and boom, he's making plays. Played a high level, too. High level, exactly. It's a good point. And also something I really liked today is, like, I like seeing, like, how the linebackers were actually attacking downhill. And, like, you know, they, 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 yep. they had more freedom to make plays compared to last year when we were doing all this, you know, we, we only rushed three people. Um and, and, like, let the quarterback literally, you know, pick the grass and still have time to throw the ball. Tack defense, man. They, they are extremely aggressive. And, you know, it, it, it's an it's a good point because the mentality change seems right. totally different, It's man. attack. You can attack. You're not just, you're not just defending. You're, you're not you're the reacting aggressor. to the you're offense. The aggressor. You're the aggressor. The offense has got to react to this defense well, for the also, first time in a long time. And also bringing up that point and uh, – with with the linebackers getting more involved, we really didn't see a ton of it in the first two weeks because, again, we were keeping things vanilla. This was an absolute showcase and a statement. You saw so much more exotic stuff, yeah. and poor Casey Thompson paid for it because that guy got thrown they, around like a ragdoll. I think it was in the second quarter they had back-to-back drives where OU got a sack on second down, got a sack on third down, and then the next drive, they got another sack on third down again. So they had like three sacks and two drives. It was it was insane. Oh my gosh, it was totally insane. And then I also love like just the tackles for losses, like like and and it's nice that like we're not giving up you know consecutive big plays. Like you know we give up a twenty a twenty yep. yard run, we give up you know a thirty yard pass, and then boom the other team scored on us. Like I'm glad like you know teams cannot consistently get yards against us. Yeah, totally agree. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Good hearing from you. Thank you so much, man. There you go. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Dennis from Chicago, who we saw Dennis. a couple of weeks ago. What's up, Dennis? Dennis, you and I uh, talked at Yo Pablo uh, after the game against UTEP, and I didn't think that we were going to see this today in Lincoln, man. Dennis, Dennis, are you there? Uh-oh. I think we may have lost Dennis. Jim. Jimmy from Tulsa. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Are you as impressed about uh, this SmackDown as I was today? Man, absolutely impressed, man. I but I was saying all week that I thought this was going to be their breakout game, and it definitely was. And really anxious to see how they come out next weekend because, you know, everybody's going to be talking about them now, and I really want to see how they respond next weekend. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing is you got an even tougher test coming up next week and a team that's going to be a little bit more difficult to just completely out-physical like you did today. So, you know, Jimmy, the way that I've looked at this year was it's almost like a video game. Like the first game was the opening level, right? Okay, well, it's the easiest level, and then you get to the more difficult level in the second game, and then a little bit more difficult in the third game, and then the fourth game, and kind of so on and so on. And we saw the team answer the call today, and – you know, I, I I don't know. I I mean, I think you got to feel pretty good going into next week, even though that K State team is they're they're pretty good, man. They're pretty good. 
Yeah, and, you know, we all know how it is when, you know, when everybody's talking about you and when the media's talking about you. And, you know, I think they're going to start talking about them. So I'm really curious how they respond next weekend. But, I mean, just the defense. I mean, isn't it great to have a defense that's attacking and tackling and going to the ball? And it's just really nice to see. It's just relaxing, man. It It doesn't take years off your life watching this team anymore, Travis. You know, you can get a... 21-7 21-7 lead, and I, I didn't. I'm sure the broadcast was mentioning when OU was up 28-7. Well, Casey Thompson had the 28-7 lead against OU last year. He's right. on the opposite side of it now. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm not worried whatsoever no. because I know this defense is not going to give up this lead. Right, and 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 with the with the early score, fine. You know, guy guy goes against two high safeties. You know, goes right in between them somehow. Is what it is. After that. Ooh, it got turned up because they were hitting. They were playing really responsibly with their with their gap control, with their just discipline. It was it was it was a thing of beauty. It really was. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, hard not to give this team an A plus today. That was. I mean, that I was pretty special. Totally agree. Man. Totally agree. Good talking, to you guys. Have a safe trip back. Yeah. Hey, thanks for your yeah. call, man. Yeah, appreciate it, Jimmy. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. The number to call in. My wife and I are talking when uh, we're walking over here, and OU gets up probably 35-7. Maybe it was 42-7. And there was a point in the third quarter where I kind of stopped. I mean, I was still, like, clapping, you know, but I wasn't yelling and getting all excited. I got to the point where I was like, man, I I feel bad for these guys. I just feel bad for Nebraska fans because they've suffered through a lot of close losses recently and they're a great fan base they're a great fan base but they haven't been beat like that in a long time and when they've just been beaten down beaten down beaten down and they get beat like that today it just sucked the life out of that place once it got to 21-7 yeah and and obviously um the you know the close losses you can find silver linings in here because you're you're one play away right you're one play away here oh man and maybe if we would have, would have, you know, just made one extra play. We get the win against those 13 one loss in a row. Not this one. They're, they just, they were just overmatched today. And I tell you what, Eric Gray looked really yeah, good. Yeah, he did. Really good. Actually, didn't lead the team in carries either. So, yeah. I mean, both, I thought both running backs looked good. Of course. I thought Javante Barr I'll tell you played what, really man. well, too. Yeah. But with, with Eric Gray, but 11 carries, I believe, uh, Average like 10.1 yards, 10.9 yards carry, something crazy. Uh, to do that on a decent workload, I, I talked to a uh, I talked to a staffer uh, down on the sideline during the game, and Eric Gray had just just ran a big one, and I asked him, I'm like, so what are, what's what's the difference now with him? And he said, what we saw with and what we're seeing with some of the players is when we talk about tempo, we aren't talking about rushing the like rushing in the play yeah we're rushing in between snaps so once the ball snapped what they felt was a good amount of the players and maybe eric gray was you know hitting the back of the 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 offensive lineman too quick he was trying to go too fast too fast and they think he's really just being way more patient now waiting for his opportunity and that's what we've seen um in in some of his bigger runs hope so that was a really cool that was a really cool experience today man that that is an awesome place to watch a college football game, 87,000 in there today. Um, it, it, it is a – I'll say this. In terms of like an actual stadium, it's one of the more unique stadiums I've it's ever weird. been to. It's weird. It's yeah. hard to find your way around that place. Yeah. And the fans, like, you just have a ticket. You can have the worst ticket in the house. And you could walk on the field right behind the bench. We were walking right behind the OU bench. And, and we had, like, upper – end zone nosebleeds that's something i've never seen before in a game you could just walk right there be right behind the bench talk to the players if you wanted to but it was unique but it's it's really cool well and i think maybe that's what kind of cultivates some of some of that great fan culture right i mean they're right there with the team they're close i mean that's really a service to the fans to be able to walk that close to the field no matter where your ticket is and and no one's really yeah as long as you keep moving you can you can hang out down there and see that which is really neat yeah all right we got dennis in chicago back we'll hit you on the other side dennis 405-329-9000 again if you want to hop in it is the home creations sooner game day wrap-up show and what a game it was ou wins in dominating fashion we can get the text line going let's do it 405-651-3439 hey text line 
Uh, most impressed you've been by an OU performance since when? Texas, let us know. Keep it locked here on the ref. We're the homeless Suter fans. More to come next. Oh, it must be a big game. It must have been a big game if Terry Price is going to come over. OU softball home run tracker. Maybe he should have been OU football touchdown tracker today or uh, his, OU, OU football sack tracker or something like that because, His fingers man. would have been bleeding. <laughs> I, I just, I'm trying not to get too carried away because I realize the level of opponent wasn't great. I'm just – that was a really good performance. We need Roger from L.A. Oh, my gosh. To, to, to bring us back down. <laughs> yeah, he'll humble us down. Yeah, he'll humble us. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Dennis in Chicago. Dennis, uh, I'm going to guess that you're just impressed as we are with what happened today. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, uh, you know, good, good to be on the show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, fun fact, really quick. Uh, you know, Braden Willis now has more touchdown passes than the Iowa quarterbacks, and I think Dylan wow. Gabriel on That's one run, I, and Dylan Gabriel on one run might have more rushing yards, or just about more rushing yards than the Iowa team. And I'm I, and I like Iowa, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I did see that Braden Willis tied uh, um, Spencer Rattler's career touchdown passes against yeah, Nebraska. Too. Yeah, so that that Ooh. touchdown run was interesting by Gabriel because. You know, it's 7 nothing Nebraska, and there's some hope in that place. Like, oh, my gosh, what's, uh, okay, we're getting some stops defensively. We got him in a third and 13. We're up 7 nothing. Like, okay, here we go. And then Gabriel has that run, and there were some missed tackles. I mean, there were some plays that were made on that particular play that weren't all that great. And I think that's the moment that Nebraska fans kind of threw their hands up and said, yeah, okay, I, I this is the defense I remember. But that was that. That's when it all changed, Roger. Or, we're talking about Roger. That's when it all changed, Dennis. Is uh, after Gabriel's long run. You know, yeah, I I agree. It was like you know that that first drive, and you know you got a wide open receiver, and they hit a, you know, we went three and out, and you're like, oh no. And then honestly, yeah, I I agree, Tyler. That was like a total spark, and you know, defensive line wise, like I, you know. Maybe I wasn't watching closely enough or whatever, but, you know, I, I didn't hear Isaiah Coe. I didn't hear a lot about Reggie Grimes, but it was like Ethan Downs shows up and just dominated a, a series there. His like best Travis game as a suitor was yep, today. There, there Absolutely. were a handful of times, like when it, there were a handful of times where, like Travis said, like, I, like Casey Thompson was going to get hurt because everyone else stepped up in, like, that front seven – was just absolutely dominating. And, you know, you know, Dylan, you know, missed some throws and maybe he was pressing, whatever. But, yeah, defensively it was a whole different atmosphere. And it was like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. It was a quiet 312 yards rushing. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was like. Um, You're not yeah, too crazy. They all came in chunk rushing. plays, you know. I mean, there was a few chunk plays that really helped that out. But. You know, really kind of from the opening series of the game, OU opened up with a couple of first downs just running the ball, and they were trying to really – they were trying to hit on the deep ball early, and it just wasn't there. Yeah. Gabriel missed on a couple throws. But once they hit on that first deep ball down the field, that's when everything opened up, and they could – I mean, they couldn't be stopped after that. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, you talked about all week during the show. It was like, you know, you know, everyone brings their A game for, you know, for OU – Let's bring our A game. You know what? And yep. let's make a statement. And you know what? I I think they did. You know, right right now they they made a nice statement. And next week's going to be a great test and in prime time against K State. But you know the confidence level and you got different guys stepping up and you know Tannic you know making his plays and um, yeah it's just really encouraging. It's it's just uh, really fun and a different whole different uh, way of watching a game. Like, you know, Tyler, I don't feel scared as much anymore, and they've given up their share of third down and long this season, but you know, in the past seasons, it's like third and 12, I'd be like, well, this team's getting a first down. I, I feel a lot more confident with this defense. Like, we're getting off the field. You know? Yep. Yeah. So, it's it's really refreshing, and uh, you know, let's let's hope we keep rolling with it. 
Yeah, you bring up a great point about third down. Uh, I was uh, I was talking actually with a different staffer about kind of a, a point of emphasis that uh, Brent Venables had had brought into this week, and it was third down. We hadn't been great mm-hmm. on third down, and we were really giving up a lot on third down for through the first couple of weeks, right? I think we were one for seven uh, at at some point yeah. against Kent State last week. So so when we looked up at the scoreboard when we were discussing this, um, we were holding Nebraska for two for 10 on third down and we had converted eight of 11 third down opportunities if you have yeah. that much of a difference if you have a 20 percent to what 72 yeah. percent difference man you're gonna win a lot of games like that because nebraska had been good they had been 60 percent, i think on the season and to hold mm-hmm. them i know that the, the, the final numbers are a bit skewed because they put together some drives late and whatnot against our third right. string. Um, but but really through through two and a half quarters, I mean we looked we looked like, dare I say, a playoff team. Yeah. Hey hey Dennis, right. uh, we got some other callers, but it's good talking to you, man. Yeah. As hey, always. thanks Dennis. Yeah, good Enjoy the evening. You guys. Yeah, you too. You thanks for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And you know, something Dennis mentioned that yeah, I brought up throughout the week is well, you know you're going to get Texas' best shot. You know you're going to get Oklahoma State's best shot. You know you're going to get Nebraska's best shot. Well, when is OU going to deliver theirs? When is that going to happen? We saw it today, man. And I just hope and I wonder if today is a day that we're going to look back on and say, okay, that was the day that we realized that the culture is flipped, that it's just a little bit different around here. And not to say that he's going to win his next 56 consecutive games or anything like that. This team will still have he's, some He's adversity. won his first three. <laughs> I mean, 53 away. If, if you're um, a big uh, on-pace-for yeah. guy, then, then that might be the stat for you. This team will face adversity moving forward, sure, but today was just something different that we haven't seen in a while. Well, and, and Reggie Bush, uh, apparently on the, on the uh, I think it was the halftime show, uh, I saw it on Twitter. He said uh, Oklahoma looks like a playoff team. We're seeing Dennis Dodd um, talk about it. He was there today. Dennis Dodd was in attendance. Um, obviously, Stewie Mandel walking back his words. Um, even Texas reporters are saying, man, this this Oklahoma team looks good. Um, you're seeing it from all over, and that's kind of what we talked about with Teddy yesterday, and I'm, I'm glad we, we talked about it is, look, this is a game that everybody's watching. You, weren't, you didn't have national guys tweeting about yeah. – about the Kent State game because they weren't watching it. They watched some highlights or whatever. They were all tuned in or they were present. Joel Klatt was here. Gus Johnson's here. Dennis Dodd's here. They're all here, and they got to witness it with their own eyes. And I don't think going forward there's going to be much doubt in at least being on the right path. I'm uh, coming up with a list here of guys who played their uh, best career game today. Jaron Kanick, Eric Gray, Marcus Major, Jaleel Farouk, um, Javante I, Barnes. Javante Barnes, potentially. I'm trying to think. If well, I he led the team in carries with uh, 13 carries and yeah. did great things with him. I mean. I, yeah, I, and I'm not going to put this guy on this list, but I'll tell you who played a really good game today, and it's not going to be talked about. Drake Stoops was money today, He was today, fantastic. Man. Drake Stoops was money today. No, he was so fantastic. many third down converts. Felt like every time OU's in a third and six, there's Drake Stoops right over the middle for a first down. 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, we are in Lincoln, Nebraska, outside Memorial Stadium. It is the Home Creations Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. We'll give you some score updates. Continue uh, in the impressive win it was for the Sooners. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Home creation, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Maybe you heard, but the Sooners dominate today on both sides of the ball. That is what complimentary football looks like. If you've been wondering for a few years, what is everyone talks about complimentary football. What is that? What do they mean by that? Just go watch the first yeah, we're really all film. four quarters today. That's, that's all. That's, uh, you don't even have to know the definition of complimentary football. You'll just watch today's game and say, oh, okay, that's what that means. To the phone lines we go. Ryan. Ryan, you're on the post game show. What's going on? Um, if my if my quick math is correct, we're giving up ten points a game, which is incredible. And I mean, how do you ding, ding, math is correct? Out, going out against a power five team and just handling business. I mean, it doesn't feel like we've done a whole lot of that the past well last year for sure. And maybe I'm just 
not remembering history correct the last few years, but just going out and handling business like we should have. Just, yeah, it, I got a good feel. It's a good feel. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I really didn't want that last score to go on the board, man. I really I wanted to hold them to seven simply because, again, it shifts the narrative. When you look at the, you know, at, at the defensive standings, and we are, you know, 11th in the nation in scoring defense as opposed to fourth, you know, you look at that. That that that's part of the narrative. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to controlling the narrative, Oklahoma did a lot for themselves today. Yeah, no, they did, and you, you can't shift it after just one game. You just got to continually do it. You know, you got to do it again next week, man, against a better football so. team at home, you know? 7 p.m. That plus that palace better be. Rock and um, that's what I'm excited to see, Ryan. Is I'm excited to see this team play four good quarters of football, and I want to see if they can replicate it again next week. I'm excited right now, sure, but God, I'll be really excited if they do something very similar next week against K State. Yeah, right. I think we lost Ryan. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Ryan. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. If you want to hop in, uh, a couple scores here. Tulane is up on Kansas State, seven to six. Yeah. Two minutes left in Kansas the second quarter. Kansas State can't screw that up. They've got to take care of business because here's the thing: if they take care of business, they will be ranked. It's it's criminal that they aren't ranked right now, and teams like Texas A&M are. No, nope. but I'm telling you, if they win, they'll be ranked. And that next week, are we looking at game day? Or I know Pate's talking about coming. I mean, again, that's another national yeah. showcase. Notre Dame is losing again. They're down to Cal at halftime. No, they're 10 not. 10-7 in South Bend. Yeah, no, they're no, not. Yeah, no, Jeez. They are. Uh, Oregon over BYU, 10-0 at the end of the first quarter. Penn State 7, Auburn 3, uh, getting close to the end of the first quarter. Oh, you and Teddy both picked Auburn to win that one going away, huh? Yeah. I didn't say going away. I said uh, I think that's how I heard it. I'll Houston is up on KU, 7-0 midway through the first quarter. Uh, Georgia just... Dominated South Carolina today, 48-7. to Baylor over Texas State, 42-7. And then not a whole uh, else, not a whole lot well, and, else was happening And that's today. the thing. That's kind of our point, right? Like, yeah, a couple of games in there are, 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 are started now or they're at halftime. But Oklahoma had the whole nation tuned in today. And that's what made this so important. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, again, 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. We might have Connor read some text here. Coming up in a few minutes. Uh, but first, let's go back to the phone lines. We got Chad. Chad, you're on the post game show. What's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? It's, uh, hey, just feeling good. Good to hear from you. Oh man, was that not a complete game? I mean, both. It was. Uh, and if it's not, it's the closest thing I've seen to a complete game from this program in quite some time. That's what I'll say. In several years. Yeah, I think the I think the last time we had a complete game like that technically was Western Carolina, but yeah. this is the first time we've had a complete game against a team with a pulse. Because don't get it twisted, Nebraska has an offense. Nebraska can run the ball. They're putting up 450 yards of offense every game. I mean, it's not like they haven't been able to score. Like so, this isn't this isn't a situation where we played directional. You know, directional Nebraska. No, we played Nebraska. The actual yeah. Huskers. And, and I'll I'll bring it up again. Like the final score was 49-14. If OU wanted to put up 70 today, I think that they <laughs> probably Absolutely. would have. If they wanted, if they really wanted to outdo the 69-7 loss that they had here in 1997 and win 70-7, I think that they really could have pushed for that and probably could have gotten it for the uh, most lopsided win in series history. Huh? Obviously, they didn't care about that as much as the fans because Davis Bevel was in there midway through the third quarter. But there was a... There was a chance there for a uh, even bigger victory. Unfortunately, our first turnover of the year as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I. Dylan Gabriel right. keeps not turning the ball over, though. I mean, that's something to be said for that. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, appreciate the yeah. phone call. I also do like the trickeration of the Braden Willis to Marcus Major. Oh yeah. Path. Everybody likes a little trickeration. Here's the thing: we knew that they had gone full vanilla first two weeks, right? And. We knew they had to show some looks. It's interesting because it's clear Nebraska was overmatched, and I get the advantages that you have by showing some of that stuff and kind of flexing a little bit for the national audience. But at the same time, I'm wondering, oh, should we should we have held some of that back for a tougher Kansas State team? Again, 
that's that's the luxury of of being Oklahoma. I totally get that. A lot of teams don't have that luxury of picking and choosing when to beat the other team. Um, but I certainly did enjoy it. Hey, good phone call. Good to hear from you. Um, Brent Venables on Jaron Canick. Quote, he's just learning how to play linebacker. He has no idea what he's doing yet, in quotes. So for a guy that doesn't know what he's doing, that's a pretty good performance today. And and one of the, I mean, he, he emerged as, I don't know if he emerged as one of the stars, but a player now, Travis, that almost demanded more playing time on this football team. And that's what you hope, man. If somebody goes out with a targeting penalty, this guy basically says, I'm going to take advantage of my opportunity, and he did. I, I don't think that Jaron Canick's going to be starting next week or anything like that but will he get more run in big time games will he be maybe a more rotational guy after today yeah i I think that there's a legitimate chance of that connor um i'm sure we got some text on the air coverage solutions text line back in studio asked earlier to the text line this is the best performance since when what are the some what are some of the responses that we're getting on the text line i got one from the 713 most impressed i've ever been since 2000 Sure, we've had more talented teams, but Venables has brought a disciplined, confident energy and hunger in all three phases of the game. It reminds me of early stoops. BV put the rest of the country on notice. I will say, the only the the only reason I would agree that it, you know, as impressed since 2000 is just the stark difference, and I think that's what that texture is probably speaking to is the stark difference we expected. You know, those Stoop teams to do well, the national title teams, the playoff teams under Riley. But the difference between last year and this year feels like you took over a a bad team. You took over an 11-2 and team, and we're out here saying, whoa, man, we look so much better. We were 11-2 and last year. Yeah, I, I feel very confident that this team is better than last year's team because what we saw today, last year's team never did that. Not one time, Travis. And they had ample opportunities to do so. They had an opportunity to do what they did today last year at home against Nebraska, and that was a four-quarter game. So I don't think Nebraska's as good as they were a year ago, but I think Oklahoma's a heck of a lot better than they were a year ago as well. And that's the thing. This was game three. What you saw today, that's not the final final of what you're going to see from this team this year. They're going to continue to get better and better as the year goes on. They've done it through three games so far. This was by far and away the best performance that we've seen. And, yeah, man, it's going to be kind of fun and really exciting to see how much this team can grow all the way from game one um, until the end of November. It's going to be fun. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. The final hour, uh uh-oh, Lane from California just showed up. He's here. We've had people from everywhere. We're, we're super we deep go. in Cali. I'll tell you California what, man. California has showed up today. Wow, what a game. Oklahoma right. is California's SEC team. Final hour of the Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show coming up next. Final hour of the Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby back in studio. 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, Sooners win big today. and You and I are just having an uh, off-air discussion. and Yeah, there, there's a lot of guys that had their best career days as a Sooner. And overall as a team, this was a statement day. But this was a statement day by Eric Gray, too. Like All, all of the Marcus Major hype, and I don't know if it's going to slow down necessarily after this game, but Eric Gray said, nope, I'm still running back number one. Watch this. Yeah, averaging over 10 yards carry. Uh, today on volume too, still on eleven on eleven carries, um, showed the power. You know, we we had heard that if you sneeze by Marcus or by uh, Eric Gray will fall over. He showed power today. Broke broke tackles, made guys miss. Um, just did a lot of things. Uh, you know, just just looked like a complete back out there. Had the patience. Um, and then man, Javante Barnes, thirteen carries and and really made the most of them. That's a guy that is going to that is going to demand more carries throughout the season uh, as this goes on. It's not just going to be mop-up duty for Javante Barnes. Back to the phone lines we go. We got Doc on hold. Doc, you're on the post-game show. What's up? <laughs> this this gentleman is how a breakfast kickoff game is supposed to go. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a it was was a, it was a good game a good game to watch. I think my biggest takeaway is how quickly the mistakes were corrected and then we were able to build on it. Because after watching the first drive where we let a few things get away, it was like, 
I, I woke up and I was thinking it was going to be another another game where it, where it might start out bad and then we'd catch back up. But as quickly as we we fixed it and then the defense turned it on and then Nebraska basically didn't do anything until mop-up time, which I was extremely impressed by and I hope it continues for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I think in, in-game adjustments is something that we're seeing a lot of, right? Whether it's last week uh, against Kent State where – Hey, you know what? We run the you know run the ball same two running plays. It's not working. Okay, let's adjust a little bit. Boom, we blow it wide open, and then even today adjusting in the game um, and and adjusting effectively. You can adjust and it just eh, and same results. No, you're, they're seeing problems and they're fixing them immediately. And and now next week we just um, build on that and head into Kansas State. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, Doc, appreciate hanging, the hanging the West Coast out for us. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. And, you know, there were opportunities, I guess, for Nebraska to get back in this game. And OU just Snuffed them out. never, like, gave you the hint, like, any sort of hint that that was going to happen. You know, it's like once they got up 14-7, I said to myself, I feel really good about this thing. They just kept adding on and adding on, stop after stop after stop. And, you know, we've seen – the defense play well at times previously, but it was for like a quarter or maybe if we're lucky, quarter and a half. Right. We saw the defense play really well outside of really that opening drive that Nebraska had today. So just the consistency, drive in and drive out, even with this up-tempo offense. You know, we talked about after game one as well, can this defense be consistent all game long with this up-tempo offense? They were today, man. They were consistent every single drive. Yeah, and the balance. My goodness. I mean – to have close to 300 yards through the air and over 300 yards on the ground, that's what you love to see. You get everybody involved. Um, and I wonder if Malachi Coleman uh, liked what he saw. Yeah, today. well, that's an interesting point is you didn't just win today. You just did it. You did it with the balanced offense. You did it involving your tight ends, which is what he's going to play at OU. Um, Malachi Coleman, for those of you that don't follow the recruiting, top 100 player nationally four-star athlete, but he would play tight end at OU uh, out of uh, Lincoln East here in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's down to OU and the Huskers, and he was at the game today, and I don't know if today will single-handedly turn it in OU's favor. I think it was already in OU's favor, but today doesn't hurt, man, seeing him up close like that. Yeah. Today does not hurt. It really doesn't, and and he's a guy. We're going to take another tight end regardless, Um, but this is a guy Alabama's recruiting him as an outside linebacker. Uh, Nebraska's recruiting him as a wide receiver. We've got him as a tight end. He runs, you know, four, four high four threes, low four fours, but he's six five. I mean, you talk about we talk about Jaden Gibson and how freaky that dude is. In, in a in a in a world of you know talent acquisition and matchups and things like that, you there's a world that exists that you got Malachi Coleman six five on one side, Jaden Gibson six five on the other. Both can fly. Ooh, that sounds like yeah. fun. Um, Dylan Gabriel's performance, mentioned it earlier on, um, overall a good day, just when he missed today, he, he missed he missed bad. And um, here's the thing, with with Dylan Gabriel's day, you'll look at his completion percentage, a couple of those were defended really well. He yeah. did miss some throws, but man, like a couple of them were just really well defended. I mean, draped all over the, uh, the, the, the uh, wide receivers, but I tell you what, it's, and not to go full-blown sunshine pumper, but that run, I cannot begin to describe how important that touchdown run was to calm everybody down you are the leader of this team you're you know team captain this that, and the other i mean they brought you in to be the unquestioned starter and you know back back's kind of against the wall early giving up that early score you can kind of you can feel the crowd getting into it the third downs i mean your ears are bleeding on the sideline and he says all right i'm going to take this and i'm not going to run out of bounds i'm going to house this and he houses that that was that was an extremely underrated play of the day. Well, I think it was the play of the game yeah. because they had all the momentum at that point. Third and 13, man, you're backed up. They score a touchdown the previous drive. And OU fans had some really negative vibes at that point, man. And, and it's PTSD. crazy. It is crazy to think that, you know, you were nervous at a point in that game. But right. You were. I, the Nebraska goes down. What, like six or seven plays and scores a touchdown? You're third and 13. It's like, oh, this ain't looking good. And that crowd, I mean, down on the field, it was. Yeah. Whew. And then not only do you pick up the first down, he picks up the touchdown. That was 
that didn't that didn't win. I mean, it was the biggest play of the game. It it, it just changed. After Brent that, Venables uh, said uh, he had pretty sweet feet on the uh, on the run. This is according to Brandon Drum, friend of the show, friend of the program. Yeah. So uh, offensive numbers today were. Really good. Dylan Gabriel is 16 to 27 for 230 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Eric Gray, 11 carries for 113 yards. He had a couple touchdowns. Marcus Major had uh, 35 yards on 12 carries, but did add a touchdown. Dylan Gabriel had six rushes for 55 yards, and Barnes had 13 carries for 77 yards. So as a team, 54 carries for 312 yards. You had four rushing touchdowns today. And remember the play. And I think it was to go up 21-7. They throw that play to Mims, and it looks like he scores, and then they review it for a while, and they're like, yeah, it's second goal at the one-half-yard line, whatever. You know, you thought, okay, well, 14-7, like, here, here's a chance. Is Nebraska going to form some sort of defensive stand to try to get back in? And Marcus Major walks he in. He walked in. walks in. And I looked at my wife. I said, that was easy. She was like, shh. I was like, it was. Yeah. I walked into the end zone yeah. on that second goal from the one-inch line. Yeah, so. it was it was good. Um, just just taking their will away by pounding the rock. Once we got that and had the opportunity to go up 21-7, um, or uh, it might have been 28-7. Either way, to, to increase the lead, it was the, – the body language was bad from Nebraska at that point. I mean, they were – they were down on the south end, defending the south end. And you can just see um, before that quarter changed, because the quarter changed and they had to yeah. walk all the way down. Uh, before that quarter changed, um, man, you could see just really bad body language from Nebraska. And you knew you punch that one in and be physical with them, they're going to fold. The wealth was spread today. Mims had four catches. Farouk had three catches. Weiss had two catches. He looked really good today. Drake Stoops had three catches. It felt like Drake Stoops had about six catches today, yeah, which Drake is a compliment Stoops, yeah. to him, man. Braden Willis had a couple catches. LV Bunkley Shelton had a catch today. So you spread the wealth. You had 268 receiving yards today with three touchdowns. And, man, that defense, that, that defense was special today. In all, you end up with four sacks. But, again, it felt like you had six or seven today because yeah. you had three come on uh, two consecutive Well, and there, the tackle for losses, obviously, those were great. You know, they're, they're not – sacks and you want to rack up sack numbers right but if if you've got a quarterback handing the ball off to somebody who's standing next to him and you tackle the guy that he handed it off to i mean it's not much difference than that and you know nebraska was having some early success we're just throwing some wide receiver screens out there getting their you know trey palmer the ball in space and as the game wore on man that it got tightened up quite a bit man and ou was blowing up those wide receiver screens. Yeah, they were often. they were uh, they were definitely they were hitting legs, hitting legs hard um, as they were as they were trying to set them up, even little curls and everything like that. I mean, defenders were hitting hard. I mean, Key Lawrence was. Billy Bowman had another good game. I mean, Billy Bowman. It was such a disservice to him last year to put him in all five secondary positions as a true freshman. And I get it, he's super talented, so you want him on the field. Totally get it. But you're seeing now what he can do as just as just a true safety and plays one position, and that guy is he, he's one of the best defensive players in the conference at least. I mean, you, you start games like this, the national audiences, this is when you start getting, you know, those award watch lists and award some of this these are the games that wake them up to that. Yeah, um, six penalties for 65 yards against OU, but 15 of that was a targeting penalty. I thought, you know, compared to game one, it was a very, very clean football game. 15, and 15 was a pass interference. Yeah, that been, I, I didn't love that should call. Should have been an offensive pass yeah, interference or no call, but I didn't love he that shoved off big time and, and the sideline erupted because of it. Yeah, 10 of 16 on third down today. That's big time by this OU offense. Yeah, and Much it was better. 8 of 11 when we had all the starters in. So, I mean, even a higher clip than that. Wow. So, OU just barely loses the time of possession, but who cares, man? You won the game 49 Cover the spread. 14. Yeah. You cover the spread. And once yeah. my service kicks back in, I'm going to check my, my Kansas slips. <laughs> 405-329-9000 is the number to dial. we got a couple more segments remaining on this Saturday. Still staring at Memorial Stadium here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, more to come next. Keep it locked in the ref. We're the homeless suitor fans.
Oh, baby, they're rattled. I mean, I knew that they were rattled, but I didn't know that they were this shook right shook. now. Shook. Gout talk, PGA, and the NBA. They what are Chet still in his boot? in the heat, baby. They got some little intern over there trying to talk smack to us on social media. Uh, listen here, little boy, it's it's not going to work well for you. We've we got to call out on social media right now because apparently those other guys think that we only have four listeners because they're listening to our postgame show over theirs, uh, which is great. Like, they tweeted out, hey, listen to us. Yeah, we're listening to Tyler and Travis instead. Yeah. So they said, okay, hope you and uh, those four other listeners enjoy it. So, hey, let's see it. Were they here? I don't think I saw anybody. Let, hey, let, let, let's find out real quick. We got social media, man, and we actually get interaction and retweets and likes on our stuff other than your, like, one likes that you get because you're awful at social media just Wait. like you are on your daily programming. Wait, let's let's go find them. Let's go find. They've got to be here, right? No, nah, they're too Surely, old. Surely, they're too old. Dude. Surely, they actually came to Lincoln. Oh, okay. Can't travel seven hours when you got the gout, man. Plus, hey, you got Thunder to talk about on Monday, man. Come on. So, hey, that's cool. Let's find out today. Reply if you've made the switch on social media at KREF Sports because we only got four listeners. We did pack a bar yesterday in Omaha, Nebraska. Packed a party. When's the last the rain time today? that they did that? Yeah. I mean, they may have packed a nursing home. Uh, here recently because that's all of their listeners. That's their demographic right, right now. But, no, it's cool, man. I don't even got to talk smack. We'll just see it on social media. Yep. Reply if you've made the switch. And they got some little kid over there running their social media who's not yep. any good at it. And it's just another thing that we dominate them at. Social right. media, it ain't even close, dude. It ain't even close. So, all right. Speaking of domination. Football game today. Yes, domination. Oklahoma uh, The Rev 49, Sports Animal 14. That's been the uh, regular score for uh, quite some time. Now, um, it's hard not to feel really optimistic about this team moving forward, but next week's going to be a big test. And you were able to push around Nebraska today with relative ease. You're not just going to be able to push around uh, Kansas State next week. I mean, it's, it's going to be, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I know. I see it. Yeah, I, I see it. They're, they're trying. Hey, this is going to be their most interacted, uh, interactive tweet that they've ever had because we're involved in it and we put it out. They're not going to know what to do when they actually have hundreds of responses. Like, what do we do? We're, no, we're used to getting two or three likes. What's going on here? So you're welcome for the numbers over there. You can mail me a check or whatever you do, but you're welcome for helping out your uh, social media numbers. You're welcome on that. Uh, but, again, back to the topic at hand here. Kansas State is going to be a tough test. They are struggling with Tulane right now. I'm going to get a quick score update on that in uh, here in a couple minutes. But, regardless, um, they've got a really good defensive line. And this is going to be the best D-line next week that you faced all year long. So, I think the offensive line made some strides today. Now with another week with Wanye Morris, let's see how that group responds. Yeah, and early on, um, I look next to me. And Wanya Morris was standing there, uh, first drive of the game. I found that interesting. weren't moving the ball very well. And then he gets in, plays well. Yeah, offensive line did look good today. Yeah, yeah, it did. And um, we'll see, man, because they got – and they're not just legit across the defensive line. Like, they've got a front seven that's good. They've got a quarterback that I think is perfect for their system. And I mentioned the, the name Adrian Martinez to Nebraska fans this summer saying, like, watch out for Kansas State, man. Watch out for K-State because Adrian Martinez is that style of quarterback that they've had success with in the past. And it's what he is, man, big body who can run the ball. Uh, I think maybe he can throw the ball a little bit better than he gets credit for. He outplayed uh, Rattler last year, uh, I felt like, in Norman. So he's a good player. We know what they got with Deuce Vaughn. The question with them is, does Kansas State have any real – big play threats at wide receiver and haven't necessarily seen that out of them you know what you've got with that quarterback and running back combo but can they stress you down the field and I think if you're going to want to beat this OU team this year and you're going to have to beat them down the field you're going to have to hit on some big plays down the field because I think this run defense is such Travis that you're not going to be able to line up and run the football in OU and you know win the game 24-21. You're going to have some have to have some sort of a downfield threat, and we'll see if K-State has that or not. Well, I mean, really, uh, you know, priority A, B, and C against Kansas State, obviously, is Deuce Vaughn. Um, you know, B. John Robinson might have the higher NFL ceiling, but Deuce Vaughn historically just gives everybody problems. 
So, yeah, I, I hope we still kept enough in the tank um, from a different look perspective um, for Kansas State because they're going to be – they were they were everybody in the country's sexy, like, sleeper pick. Uh Interesting. Let's see if we have more than four listeners reply if you made the switch to the ref. That was six minutes ago. We have 67 comments, 16 retweets, 17 retweets, and 85 likes in six minutes. So, again, I don't know how they're going to react to that because they've never had anything remotely close to that before. Uh, But, hey, guys, over there, this is what social media interaction looks like. This is what it looks like. And, oh, buddy, it's just two ships passing in the night. You guys can't see it, but it's coming. Trust me, it's happening. It's already happening. Look at it right now on social media. It's happening right now, and uh, oh, it's, it's fine. They, you, you want to throw some shots, man. The KREF Army will back you up, dude. We don't call them the KREF Army for nothing, man. They are, uh, they are out hunting today, which, which I absolutely love. Uh, we got one final segment coming up next, man. One final segment, and we'll put a bow on this impressive victory for uh, the Sooners today in Lincoln, Nebraska. Final time for you to get in, uh, 405-329-9000. If you want to give us a call, we'll get through some more text before we get out of here as well. Another thing that those other guys uh, emulated and copied from us, just saying. One final segment coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Final segment, wrapping it up from Lincoln, Nebraska. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Suitors win it 49-14 over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, let's get to a couple callers before we get out of here. Brian, you're on the postgame show. Good to hear from you, Brian. What's up? Gentlemen, hey, actually, my name is uh, Jim, and me and my friend Al are waiting in the back parking lot for you guys anytime. Just okay. Uh, can, can you stand on that gout? <laughs> Brian, don't excuse yeah, me. Yeah. I know you're not in the parking right, lot in Lincoln, that's Al, for sure. Al, <laughs> Al, get out of the wheelchair. Okay. No, um, hey, I am so proud of this program right now. And, and, and you didn't hear the, you know, did you hear Gus Johnson fell ill at halftime? I heard someone okay. say that he was out of the booth. Um, yeah, I, he, I, he was wow. out of the booth. Do you have yeah, a runza? I guess so. I guess so. But they had to bring in Brady and, and uh, Urban Meyer to kind of help them out in the second half. But they just kept going, even in the first half, saying how this Oklahoma team just looks different, as we like to say, <laughs> uh, from the past. Uh, and on the lines of scrimmage, and they reiterated that several times, that that means anything, that's a great sign. That's a great sign. But I uh, so proud of, of the way they played. My only my only issue is I was at Lincoln in 97, uh, 60, 69-7 beatdown, and I was having visions of it coming full circle in the first half or in the third quarter. But, you know, I guess we don't have the all the Ag scholarship, uh, half scholarship deep boys up front to just keep running the ball and running up the score like that. But uh, I was proud of them. And... Um, I will say this. I don't know if we're on the level of Bama and, and Georgia, but I, it, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. So, hey, progress today, hey. Brian, is what we saw. I, I, and I know that yeah. that football team's not good, but what we, we saw that team enough last year. This is a better football team than what they had a year ago, I think. Progress, significant progress, in my opinion, has been made, especially defensively, in the past nine months. Absolutely. Even with the second team. Uh, you know, yeah. they made some mistakes, but not horrific mistakes. Like, oh. <laughs> in the past, so yeah, um, come come a long way in nine months, and I just cannot wait for the future, especially with getting the uh, upgraded recruiting classes in. Yeah, so you guys yep. have fun. Are you staying overnight there? Oh, oh you're kidding, yeah. Ryan? I'm staying overnight. We're about to head over okay. to uh, where all the fun's happening here in Lincoln. Okay. So, hey, well, good talking to you, man. Fans, good talking to you. Bye bye. See ya. Uh, I mean. I hope he doesn't mind us saying this. Nate Downs shows up again, father of Ethan Downs, who uh, really didn't even let someone get full possession of the football before he hit him in the backfield today. Yeah, and then drug him, and maybe he didn't hear the whistle, um, <laughs> uh, threw him down, much to the ire of uh, the Husker faithful. But at that Man. point, it was, look, they really had no choice. Hey, exactly. Nate, those DNs were nasty today, man. They got after it today. Got after it today. So, uh 
Yeah, yeah, bigger things are coming. Progress defensively, man. Nine months, it's 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 happening for sure. All right, we got Roger in L.A. Like, here, here's the final call of the day, the biggest call of the day. If we pass the Roger in oh, L.A. test, I don't think we will. Then I'll feel really good about this. I don't think so, we Roger, will. lay it on us, man. What were your honest thoughts Jets, about the game today? Jets, Jets. I first of all, I got to apologize to you guys and to more importantly, not that you guys are important. I got to apologize to Dylan Gabriel for my rant last week. Um, he played very well. He's a smooth character, man. He, he did not get rattled after the first series or two. Went a little bit awry. Um, I thought his run, biggest play of the game, obviously. You know, what's nice, it, it's not a, a great win, but it's a great win not because Nebraska is great. It's because in the Riley administration and really the back end of the Super administration, we couldn't put teams away. We were so bad defensively that you always had a sick feeling in your stomach like a flight instructor that, that can't look right because he's worried the dude's going to crash into the ground. You know, that's how I felt with our defense in O'Reilly. He was Grinch, man. We, we, how, many, how many times did we give up four-play drives in like a minute under under Grinch? And we did it a lot. I mean, there were time, there were streaks of decency underneath Grinch, but it's a hell of a win because it's a complete win. And we were physical at the line of scrimmage. So you guys are right on your assessment last week. I was wrong in a, uh, in a, in a top-toe uh, tirade. And uh, Gabriel, he just I, I think you feel like he throws and puts a little bit too much mustard on some of those crossing, uh, those deep crosses. He lays off a little bit. I think uh, we got even bigger things to play. But, dude, guys, defense played great. Uh, and more importantly, it was great to see Farouk step forward. I don't know if Lee's had a choice but to catch that ball. That was a frozen yeah. rope that Gabriel. <laughs> I mean, it literally was like somebody punching you in the neck. You don't have a choice but just to receive, you know. So, great win. And uh, I feel very confident in the next couple games and as we head down to Red River. So, next Hey, good to hear from you, man. Call. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, appreciate about it. Last week about, about no, I hey, love the passion, dude. Hey, always bring the passion, Roger. That's, that's what I love about you. All right, man. All right, we'll see you guys. Boomer Sooner, right here. See you. See you. Uh, all right. We're about to wrap it up here. I'll tell you what. Not only did we get Roger's approval, but we played, or they played so well, that we got him backtracking on previous calls. <laughs> you know it's good at that case. We didn't just get the approval. We got we got retroactive approval. Yeah. Um, is there anything to be moderately worried about or complain about today? I mean, you missed a field goal, but I, if you're talking about a road game against eighty-seven thousand people, and we're like, well, you know, I guess you you know you'd like to have that field goal if you could have had it. I mean, if that's what we're talking about. Then it's a massive success. Right. Just in that. Right. Again. I mean, that's kind of like. You know, the week we were talking about, oh, you know, it's 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 the fans. It's man, we got to get the fan base in. Well, the team must play really well if all I heard all week was about the fans. I'm just wondering what we're going to hear about all week this year, this week. <laughs> this is uh, it's incredible. Thank you to all of you that are listening out there, and you responded to that tweet to find out if we had more than four listeners or not. Uh, I'm going to get a current tally. Let's see. We is 19 minutes ago. We've got 187 responses, 57 retweets, and 291 likes in 19 minutes. So that is significant. Uh, And that will only grow. You guys continue to choose the ref, and it's growing. It's growing, and there's so much momentum right now, and we ain't slowing down anytime soon. I can promise you. And we're not changing what we do, ever. We talk OU football. That's that's what we do. And it's good right now with OU football. It's a fun time to be a fan of this program and really watch this program and pay attention to it. And we're going to be there every step of the way. I I promise you, every single day, we're going to give you the best coverage of the Sooners. No doubt. It's what we do. We don't apologize for talking OU 12 hours a day. It's what we want to do. You're an OU fan. You you listen to the rest. And that's why we have the lineup that we do, right? Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, sideline reporter, Chris Plank, Ted Lehman. Yeah, Butkus Award winner played for OU that can call up BV whenever he wants. Text him even, maybe. I don't know if he can, like... I bet it was more of, like, a uh, FaceTime or a Snapchat call or something like that. Maybe you know? one of those messenger calls yeah. on Facebook. Um, hey, again, and we mentioned it earlier, the win inside the win is four-star athlete Malachi Coleman was at the game today, and I, I don't know. I don't know if Doug agrees with this or not. Doug was a big-time tight end back in his day. I don't know if he uh, watched that today and if he would have thought, yeah, maybe OU is a better option than Nebraska here. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be hard. It, just the directions of the team, it would be hard because, again, when you look at Malachi Coleman and his relationship with Mickey Joseph, obviously not a great day for Mickey Joseph. Um, but, you know, if Mickey Joseph is 
for some reason retained, then who's who's the wide receivers coach at that point? If he's not retained as head coach, does he still get to stay on the next guy's staff as wide receiver coach? If they hire an offensive guy, not likely, as most offensive guys come in, clear house, hire their own side of the ball. Yeah, so, um, you know, I he Nebraska is allowed to get better. They've got, what, eight games left, but today really hurt Mickey Joseph in terms of getting this job full-time. And if he goes on a 7-1 and one run the rest of the season, Travis, it's, it's possible. I don't obviously think that that's going to happen. But It'd be great for us. Today was, uh, today was a, a big hit to the Mickey Joseph should be the permanent head coach crowd for Nebraska. Yeah, and I, I saw Urban Meyer t-shirts down on the sideline, by the way. It's Hire been confirmed that they have uh, reached out and uh, contacted Urban yeah. Meyer. Um, can't just say enough how awesome this weekend, this experience was, man. To the session room in Omaha where we packed out an entire bar. To the pregame show here outside Memorial Stadium where so many OU fans showed up. To the postgame show as well. But that is a cool place to watch a college football game. And my hope is that I get to watch another college football game there in my lifetime. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back here once OU's back. They've got a really cool setup here, right? So you've got, you've got the basketball arena here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, you, you can just walk right across. They've got sky bridges. They've got everything where you just go right across. You walk through big-time tailgating. Uh, and then stadium hits you right in the face. And it's a little bit hard to get around stadium once you're in it, but it's a, it's a great atmosphere. They did a lot of really cool things today um, uh, with, with different honoring different people, of course, for, for the big uh, rivalry. They, they really made it a good experience. Shout-out to Nebraska, no doubt. I actually had the answer that um, I, I was looking for earlier today. Why don't they sell beer inside the stadium? Everyone would be lost inside trying to figure out where their seat is in that <laughs> right? place. If there was beer being, they'd be looking in that like stadium. the video of the weekend trying to get through the uh, lights. If they had some tall boys in there, I'm serious. If we had a tough enough time, man. All right, hey, fun as always. We always love the interaction. Thank you for all the text. Uh, thank you for uh, all of the phone calls as well. I think we had. 38 of the 50 states represented today listening to the pregame show, and I'm sure the same is the is same is true for the postgame show as well. So, all right, Sooner Nation, you got a football team on your hands here, and I think one that you are uh, really, really proud of. It's going to be a fun year. Going to be a fun, fun year, and we'll talk about it again on Monday starting at 6 a.m. For Travis Davidson, I'm Tyler McComas. We'll talk to you then. As always, keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans.